0: Would you please bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, you have taken us on this journey, this journey of exploration, this journey of looking closely at the questions that we wrestle with, of considering who you are, uh, whether there's evidence for your existence, what it means to even follow you. And Lord, this morning as we come to the end of at least this portion of the journey, we wrestle with that question, can we even know you personally or are we just speaking to air? Do you truly desire to have a relationship with us? Lord, that's what we're asking this morning. And so, God, we do ask that you would make yourself known, that you would open our hearts and our minds to you, to the message that you have for us. And, Lord, I pray that the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight. O God, who is indeed our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well as I said at the beginning of this service, we are wrapping up this seven-week journey that we have been calling Explore God. It's a journey that we've been uh, a part of, really partnering with hundreds of churches around the Chicago area, as we've wrestled with seven of the biggest questions that people often have about life and faith. We've wrestled with questions like, does life have a purpose? Is there a God? And, and if there is a God, why does he allow things like pain and suffering? Is Christianity too narrow? Is Jesus really God? And is the Bible even reliable? These are some of the questions that we've worked through over the past several weeks. And the reason why is because we desire that our churches are places where you can bring your questions. Where you can come and you can wrestle with the big issues of life. Where you can seek out answers in community. And this final week, we kind of come to the end of it with with one last question. That question is, can I really know God personally? Can I know God personally? Or does He even care about us? I mean, even if God exists, what makes us think that that He wants to know us or that we could ever know anything about Him? And the reason why we're wrestling with this question is because of the fact that this is a question that many people in our country wrestle with today. In fact, the Barna Research Group uh, took a survey of American adults, and one of the questions they asked them is, they said, "What, what?" As you look to your future, what condition do you desire most for your future? As you look at your life, what condition do you desire most for your life? What's the one thing you long for most as you look to the years ahead? And this is the answer that they received. 75% of the adults that they surveyed said that they desire a close relationship with God. 75%. Now, I find that interesting because of the fact that when you look at a lot of other statistics about religion in America, what you see is that people's participation in organized religion is going down, that the largest uh, religious group within our country are actually the nuns. I'm not talking about Catholic nuns, okay? I'm talking about those people who have no religious affiliation at all, who say, I don't really want to see myself as a part of a church or any other kind of religious group, And yet, the other thing that they will tell you, especially about that growing demographic, is that even though their skepticism about organized religion is growing, their longing for God has not disappeared. That actually many adults still want to know the God who made them, still have a longing for the transcendent, still want to understand, why am I here, what is the purpose for my life, and is there a God? And if so, I desire to know him. And so on the one hand, again, while skepticism about organized religion is going down, the the hunger and the thirst that people have for the divine is not going away. That at the core of, of every human being is this deep longing for the one who made them. Pain and suffering have tried to snuff out that longing by injecting doubt into our lives. Pleasures and entertainment have have tried to drown it out by offering us false promises that can't ultimately deliver. And science and psychology have told us that this longing is nothing more than a fantasy and tried to dismiss it and yet it remains, it persists. People long for a relationship with the God who's made them. I think it's what led Pascal to say that there is a God shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator. And so, while yes, people's participation in places like church may be going down, the longing remains. People desire to know God, they want to know Him personally. They want to have a relationship with him, and yet there's still this this question that kind of nags at the mind, and that is, is it even possible? Is it even possible to know God personally? Is it even possible to relate to him? I mean, what makes us think that he even wants to have that relationship with us? That even if God is there and, and it's true that he made all things, is it possible that, that we, with our small brains on this tiny speck of dust in the far corner of the universe, could ever know him, ever really relate to him? It's a question that we heard in the videos this morning that kind of introed this sermon, right? That if God is out there, he's, he's just too big. I don't know if we can truly know him. And if that's a question that you or people in your life are wrestling with, know that you are in good company. That this is something that even religious people struggle with. In fact, in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 8, the psalmist writes this He says, When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. It's tempting to look out at the vastness of space and say, even if God does exist, does he even notice us? I mean, why would he notice this tiny speck of dust in the Milky Way galaxy? When you consider the vastness of the universe, who are we that he should even stoop down to look at us? Furthermore, how how can we know that he even takes an interest in our daily lives? I mean, maybe it's one thing to notice our planet and our species as a whole, but does God really care about the day-to-day experiences and challenges and struggles that we go through? How can we know? for many other people it's it's just that god seems so distant from our everyday experience that while we can say yes i can have a relationship with my family i can have a relationship with my parents and my siblings and my friends i can have a relationship with my spouse and my children but can i really have a relationship with god i mean i, I can't even see him how can i possibly get to know him I mean, he seems so distant from the day-to-day realities that I face. If God exists, why doesn't He just show up? Why doesn't He just come in into our world so that we can talk to Him, that we can speak to Him, that we can know His character? As a result of these questions, many people wrestle. They say, "Can I even know God personally?" Because the reality is, is that while we long for that, we, we also know that, that if we are ever to have any kind of relationship with a God this powerful, a God this transcendent, a God this omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent, if we're going to have any kind of relationship, then, then, then in some way he needs to bridge the gap. Some way he needs to enter into our world so that we can know him better. And if that is the longing that you have, that's a longing that you've wrestled with throughout this series. Then the good news for this morning and the answer to the longing of your heart and to the question that you're asking is that if you desire to know God, if you long to see him, if you wish he would just enter our world in order to make himself known to us, then the answer that, that, that we give as people of faith is that He did that God entered our world and became one of us. The Gospel of John, this story that recounts the life of Jesus, begins with these words, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That as we've wrestled with these questions, these questions of does life have a purpose? Is there a God? Why does he allow pain and suffering more than that? What will he do about it? Is Christianity too narrow? Is Jesus really God? Is the Bible reliable? Can I even know God? The answer that we give is the answer to every single one of these questions ultimately finds its fulfillment in Jesus. That yes, though God is all-powerful and all-present, what he chooses to do is to stoop down and enter our world to become one of us so that we might know him. At the very heart of our faith is this belief that God entered into our neighborhood, set up residence, became one of us so that we might know his character, we might understand his heart, and we might enter into a relationship with him that is not just for the present, but for eternity. In fact, at one point, Jesus' own disciples say, Uh, longing for answers, longing to know where they're headed and what God is like, uh, ask him that. They say, Lord, we don't know the way. Just show us, Lord, if you would just show us the Father, if you would just show us God, it would be enough for us. And Jesus' response to them is, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. There is no other religion on the face of the planet that says, if you desire to know God, you can, because he has become one of us. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've watched me, then you know his character. You understand his heart. You understand the kind of relationship that he desires to have with every single one of us. He came into our world in time and space so that we could have a personal relationship with him. He spanned the gap between heaven and earth in pursuit of the ones that he loves. And he did so so that the answers to the questions of the deepest longings of our heart would be met. See, the answer of the Christian faith is if you desire to know God personally, you need look no further than Jesus Christ. So if you desire a life of purpose and meaning, you need look no further than the one who says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That if you long for someone to calm the storms of your life, then you need look no further than the one who walked on the water and who with a word silenced the wind and the waves. That if you long for an end to pain and suffering, then you need look no further than the one who healed the sick, who gave sight to the blind, and who brought the dead back to life. That if you want to know, does God love me? Does he forgive me? You need look no further than the one who went to a cross and died for you. Who is willing not only to enter into this world to chase after you, but was willing to take your punishment on his own shoulders. So that in any moment, even in the midst of our own failures and shortcomings, when we're tempted to doubt, does God still love me? We can look to that cross and know, yes, he loves me. He loves me that much. And if you deeply desire and long to know that there is hope, that there is life eternal That all of the dark shadows of this world don't have the final word, but that there is an eternity waiting for us, an eternity of light and life, an eternity of hope and peace. Where there is no more crying or tears or pain or death anymore Then you need look no further than the one who conquered death by walking out of his own tomb. Scripture says that in Jesus Christ, all the promises of God find their yes. And if you desire a personal relationship with Jesus, if you want to know, can I know God personally? The answer in Jesus is yes. Yes, you can. If you've been journeying with us through this Explore God series, if you've been looking for God and seeking Him, know that you would only be looking for Him because He was first looking for you. That He is the one who's initiated the pursuit. That His desire is that you would know Him and learn to walk with Him. That through Him, to borrow the words of Eugene Peterson, you would follow Him and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's what Jesus offers to those who are seeking, those who are searching, those who are exploring God. And so if that's you this morning, I want to say welcome. But often the question for many people is even when they've heard that invitation is so so how do I start? If it's in Jesus that I'm ultimately going to know God, if I'm ultimately gonna to, to learn what it means to walk with him, where do I begin? And so this morning, I just want to give you just four things, four ways uh, to help you as you begin that journey. The first is to trust. Again, in John 14, that reading that we read a little bit earlier on, Jesus says this He says, Believe God, believe also in me. First thing to do is to trust Jesus, to trust Jesus that He is who He says He is. But more than that, to trust what He says about you and about His desire to have a relationship with you. See, that's really what faith is at its core. It's trusting in Jesus. And if you've been journeying with us throughout this Explore God series, or maybe you've been listening in via the podcast down through these seven weeks, and you've had this growing awareness, this growing sense that Jesus really is who he says he is, that he really is the way, the truth, and the life, and he's inviting me to follow him, then your first step is to simply say, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Help me to follow you. The second thing is to ask. To ask that God would reveal himself to you more and more each day. In fact, I love how St. Paul says it in in Acts chapter 17. He talks about the fact that from one man God made all the nations of the earth. And then he appointed their times and their places. And he says, then the reason God did this is so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. That passage is ultimately saying, is he's saying, you live here and now so that you might know God more. That he appointed this life for you in this place that you might come to understand him. And again, if you've been going through this Explore God series and you've had this growing awareness that not only is God here, but God desires to know you, then today is your day. But more than that, God says, you can ask me every single day of your life, Lord, show me more of your character. Help me to know you more deeply, because that is a prayer that God delights to answer. He did this so that we might seek him. And perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from every one of us. Begin to pray. Ask God, show me. Show me who you are. Show me your ways. Teach me what it means to walk in step with you. Third, commit yourself to learn. Don't just be content with this seven-week series. Continue to explore and specifically, to take a closer look at this story, to take a look at the scriptures, to get to know God through the love letter that he's written to us. One of the things that I love is that when you, when you pick up the story, although what you find in here is 66 books written over a period of almost 4,000 years, what you find is one single narrative of the pursuit of God. That God is pursuing us, pursuing his lost people, drawing us back into relationship with himself, that ultimately on every single page you see the name of Jesus Christ. That this whole story speaks about him. In fact, at one point when his own disciples were wrestling with whether or not Jesus is God, we, we find in Luke 24 that he actually shows up to them and it's, it says that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. If you desire to know God, pick up the book and read. And if you don't have a Bible, that's part of the reason why the pew Bibles are in front of you is so that you can take those. We don't just put them there so you can follow along in church. We've put them there so that if you don't have a Bible of your own, you can have that one. That's our gift to you. And if you want to know him more, let me make a suggestion. Start by reading one of the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Look at the life of Jesus. For in him you will learn the character of God. You will understand what it means to walk with him. But more than that, don't just study on your own. Get involved in a small group. Meet with other people so that as you study this story together, you can ask your questions and find answers in community. Furthermore, continue to join us. Yes, join us in the weekends as we study this word together. But more than that, we want to invite you to join us during our midweek services. Starting March 6th and going all the way through Easter, we're going to have midweek services here at 7 p.m. in which we're going to be looking at stories from Scripture and studying them together. The whole reason is so that we might know God more. Take Take this step to continue exploring. Last but not least, seek opportunities to grow. Seek opportunities to be stretched in your discipleship. To be stretched in understanding what it means to follow God. I love what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. It tells us that our role actually as a community is that we would speak the truth in love. Because by speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Jesus Christ. Look for opportunities to grow. To be stretched. To get to know Jesus more. The point is simply this, while we've been doing this Explore God series, and that series is coming to the end, the adventure continues. Daily we are called to be people who explore God, who look for his presence, who long for that relationship, who ultimately commit ourselves to learning and to growing and continuing to seek him because as we do so, we will find that we are no longer simply exploring God, we're knowing him. We're knowing him more and more every single day as we learn to follow Christ, the one who makes the Father known to us. And so it's with that in mind, as we come to the end of this series, I wanted to conclude in a word of prayer. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this journey, this journey which has ultimately pointed us toward you, which has revealed your heart for us and and helped us to see that you do desire to know us that you desire that we would know you. And so, Lord, I pray that this would just be one step in a lifelong journey of exploration, that as we seek you, Lord, we might find you, for you are not far from every one of us. And in doing so, Lord, that we would evermore come to know you, our Lord and our Savior. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.